It's Jim, it's the World of Bonds, and it's Friday the 16th of October 2020. It was another weekday for credit yesterday. At one point, crossover, which is the credit derivative index of European high-yield bonds, was about 40 basis points wider for the week. Closed a little bit better than that in the end. Uh, Government bonds were strong um, on a risk-off day, but again, only closed a day about two basis points down in the end. 10-year US Treasury bond yields, 72 basis points. Not a lot came out of the town hall US presidential debate last night um, that has moved markets today. After markets close tonight, though, in the UK, Moody's will come out and opine on the UK's credit rating. Remember, a year ago, in November 2019, Moody's changed the outlook on the UK's rating from stable to negative. We're at AA2, so AA2 is our current credit rating from Moody's. Uh, Moody's a year ago said that Brexit had produced an erosion in institutional strength. So uh, what with continued uncertainty around Brexit, uh, in addition to worries about the UK's response to coronavirus and so forth, Um, I think there's a a reasonable chance that we do get a downgrade after markets close this evening, but we'll wait and see. In emerging market bonds, we saw inflows into emerging market bond funds and ETFs um, last week of nearly two billion US dollars worth. That's coming into both hard currency and local currency bonds. Um, Year to date, though, big negative number out of emerging market bond funds of over six billion US dollars. A lot more out of uh, emerging market equities, around 44 billion out. Um, And I'm mentioning equities because obviously that still has an impact on um, local currencies effectively if people are liquidating their equity investment. So that's left emerging market bond yields um, trading really wide to develop market uh, bond yields at the moment. So that that gap is the widest it's been for years and has provoked, as we're seeing, um, some more inflows back into the asset class. Final thing I want to talk about today is the Nobel Prize in economics. Um, Obviously, pedants amongst you will claim that that's not a proper Nobel Prize, uh, but will ignore you for the time being and say that Milgram and Wilson um, of Stanford University won the Nobel in economics for their work on auction theory, bringing game theory into it as, as well. Um, auctions always interesting fascinating topic we've we've touched on before Um, if you think bond markets are bubbly at the moment take a look at the auction results that we're getting in street art at the moment and not just Banksy he's kind of trading at Rembrandt like levels at uh, auctions at the moment but also kind of minor or or less well-known street artists people like Invader or whoever uh, trading at at record prices Uh, big, big bubble going on in street art at the moment Now, a lot of the reporting of the Nobel Prize talked a lot about the work that they've done and um, the examples they gave, things like, you'll remember the 3G Spectrum auction in the UK where we we got some fantastic results for the UK taxpayer and selling those 3G licences. But the work really says that you know, there is a lot of winner's curse fear involved in auction results and that may mean that the sellers often end up getting a lower price than they'd like because buyers bid lower because they're worried about ending up stranded having paid the highest price. So a lot of the work Milgram and Wilson did was about how you can create auction processes that reveal other participants' views of value throughout that process. So it's not all or nothing at the last moment. There are there are steps building up to the big reveal at the end and that, and that kind of helps everybody 
avoid the fear of winner's curse if they have some view of what value might be in other people's minds. Having said that, having done all the reading on, on the auction winners, it, lots of talk about um, mobile phone spectrum, radio frequencies, oil fields and other sorts of concessions. Not so much about government bonds. And when you think about it, government bond market is by far the biggest use of the auction process of anyone in, in the world. You know, there are tens of trillions of US dollars worth of government bonds out there. And almost without exception, they have been issued through the auction process. I mean, that, that got me reminiscing, of course, about um, my days on the, the gilt desk at the Bank of England under the, the late, great Hamish Watson back in the mid-90s. One of my first jobs was um, auction day, which was the, the biggest highlight of uh, the month back then, when all the, the gems, the gilt edge market makers would phone in in those days and leave their auction uh, bids in for, for the gilt auction. Um, there'd be tens of secretaries ready to carry away your handwritten bids um, as the, the dealing boards would light up and you know with 10 seconds to go to the deadline all the, the big dogs would phone in your Lehmans, your Salomon Brothers, your BZWs would come in um, and there'd be a lot of screaming, shouting, swearing um, and then eventually the auction result would be put up um, on Tellyrate or one of those other green on black screens and everyone would know what they got in the way of bonds and then uh, this being 1995 uh, we'd all head to the subsidized pub within the bank of england for lunch anyway uh, the question is uh, linked to that should central banks be trying to get the maximum price for their government bonds and the answer is is no unfortunately they don't want people to end up uh, with with winner's curse Unlike selling your Invader Mosaic for 10,000 quid at Christie's, where you absolutely want the highest price because presumably you've only got one of those, uh, the central banks have got to come back next week and the week after and the week after to sell more and more guilt. So they do have to try and design processes that um, trade off getting a good price for the taxpayer with also the the buyers of those government bonds investors um, not just the investment banks but the end investors feeling happy with the, that they've got a good deal uh, because you know we're in a, a world of escalating budget deficits and there's always going to be more bonds to issue there are some things that central banks have done to try and um, avoid the winner's curse um, process there and i guess average price allotments for uh, government bonds so everybody gets bonds at the average price rather than the high bidder um, getting bonds at the highest price um, and being stranded there so average price allotments help as well okay well have good weekends and i will speak to you next week this is for investment professionals only and never ever investment advice bye